Welcome to the Cracked Pots Podcast. I'm Pastor Rebecca. And I'm Pastor Chad. And this week we are talking about what does it mean to tithe? Everybody's favorite topic. Hey, Jesus talked about um, money more than or, well, than anything other than the kingdom of God. Yep. That was his, his number two favorite topic was, was money issues. That's right. So yesterday during a meeting we were talking about stewardship and our steward, what we're planning to do as a stewardship sort of program. And I was asked the question, when you say tithe, which tithe is typically 10% um, of your income. Where do we get that from? Uh, where where do we get the 10%? Scripture you know? somewhere. Okay. Yeah. L- do, do you want to know where we get it from? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, we get it from, that's what Jacob gave when he was offering to God. He gave 10% of all of his flocks, etc., that he had. He gave 10% of it over to God, and that has become the standard for Christian churches is that we also give 10%. There you go, 10%. Yes. So the question then was posed to me, um, when you say 10%, do you mean 10% to the church or 10% to charity? To which my answer was yes, which is a good Lutheran answer. The answer is yes, because it's a both and or a both or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so we, we kind of talked about, you know, went back and forth and talked about it. And another, another member um, it, that was in that meeting said, uh, this is what a pastor said to me. Pick one. Pick one, and it'll be okay. Which essentially means if you're given 10% to the church or to a charity or to the church and a charity, yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Now, as a pastor, I said, sure, I would... I would love for you, Mr. Mr. Member, um, to be unnamed, to give, I want all 10% to the church. Well, um, and, and legit, back in the day, um, the church was the one who provided most of the charitable services. Correct. So the church was the 5013C, and today we have thousands upon thousands of 5013Cs that are doing, many of them doing really, really good work. I mean, that's the reality. Yep. The reality is they're doing, many churches, are, or ma- many 5013Cs are doing great work, not just the church. Um, well, and if you think about kind of the, the, the problem, problem, I don't know that I want to call it that. That was an air quote problem. Yeah, an air quote problem uh, that we have is that, sure, yeah, we're asking give 10%, but then we also, on top of that, say, hey, the Real Life Children's Ranch needs all kinds of things and so and people step forward we just asked for a huge donation for the compassion house and people brought in apparently the largest uh amount of donations for compassion house compassion house is part of the salvation army for abused women uh and emmanuel was uh very doing a drive was very generous and gave one of the largest donations that they've received um and they're I guess as far as, you know, uh, their, I don't know if it's in their history, but they seem to, to say it was the biggest donation they'd, they'd ever gotten. So, yeah. um, I mean, we, it is, it's one of those things where it's not like we have a lot of people who um, aren't giving even if they aren't tithing their full 10%. We know that it's also going towards a lot of these other things that are not included in our church budget. Correct, correct. 
which that gets into a whole church budget issue, which We're not makes talk about. which well, <laughs> well maybe we will a little bit, which makes me really want to run everything through the church budget so we can actually so we can actually look at our people and say, listen, this is what this is what we gave mm-hmm. as 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 a manual community, um, and and help us better account for those things. But that that is that's a more technical issue that. Yeah, well, my previous congregation, those kinds of ministries were, were, were budgeted. We, we sure. didn't, we just, that was part of the tithe, that was just part of, we gave a set amount toward certain organizations, um, and a lot of it was Salvation Army sure. or you know, something along those lines. Um, and we would, you know, every year we would give, you know, thousands of dollars as just part of our budget that came out of the tithe would go towards those those things. So that's kind of a discussion at some point we have to have. Is is a group like Real Life Children's Ranch going to become a budgeted item that we just say, hey, every spring, fall, whatever, we give X amount to them, Correct. period. Correct. And that will come out of your tithe then. You don't have to do it on top of what you're giving. Correct, correct. So that um i lost my train of thought but that would mean you have to give more <laughs> if we do that sure, sure, <laughs> to sure, make sure. up for the fact or, that we wouldn't or be we would do it the same way we do it now and yeah, that's and just leave uh, it that's the way a, it is that's an offering that still ends up getting funneled through that we're able yeah. to account as opposed and through the tithe um so so yeah so so we were talking as part of this meeting and i said so you know this i, I said this is how we this is how i handle it this is how we handle it as a family um, we give 10, 10% to the church. Um, and then, of course, we get hit up for other things and, and give as well. But one of, the members, one of the members that was in that means, you know, it took me, and he gave an, a number, um, 50 years or whatever it was. I, and I, that, I, that is not the number. I don't remember the number. Um, it took me 50 years to get to, the point, to get to the point in my life where I could tithe. So, so the, the purpose of this podcast is not, is not to... Um, guilt people into tithing. I, I think that is a long honored um, poor tradition of the church where we try and guilt people into giving and guilt people into tithing. And I don't think that that's, I don't th- I, for me, that's just not appropriate. Um, I, I think the reality is we as, we as church or any, not, any nonprofit, um, instead of guilting people into giving, should compel people um, into giving. Um, I, I think it's more effective. I think it is more um, in line with God the loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Isn't that how that goes? That's what they say, and it, and it makes me throw up <laughs> in my mouth a little bit. Um, because so God doesn't love the non-cheerful giver. I, and I don't, I mean, what's a cheerful giver? Um, I mean, I, we're set up to automatic withdrawal through the, through the app. There's an app plug um, for, for the online giving. Um, so I don't know that I'm more cheerful on the 1st and 15th when that comes out. So maybe God doesn't love me as much because I'm not as cheerful. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, I don't like that saying at all. Um, I think God appreciates um, our gratitude and God appreciates the giving side of it. But that... But to me, that kind of lends it to the more you give, the more you get from God, and the more... the oh, more prosperity gospel. A prosperity gospel thing, yeah. Um, again, made me th- throw up in my mouth a lot this morning um, because I'm not a huge fan of the prosperity gospel either. Um, Which I, prosperity gospel is basically you give to God so you get something in return. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give this, and then it will come back tenfold or... 
Um, there's a parable about that, but that's not really what the parable is talking about. But that's mm-hmm. that's a sermon for well, another a, day as well. It, it's a karma idea. Yeah, of, yeah, exactly. Which it, yeah, which isn't exactly Christian. Um, Details. Shh. Yeah. So so I you know that the whole cheerful giver thing, I I, I think for me I I view stewardship as and a goal for stewardship is to be intentional um, in your giving. Um, so, so a little preview, our stewardship campaign will not push tithing. Um, if, you're, if you're a tither, awesome, thank you. Um, you know, it's much appreciated. But the reality is, for many people, um, tithing is just not, it's just not an option. Um, it's, it, you know, your budget is tight. And, and I, 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 you know, I'll say it was really difficult for us to get to that point of tithing. And it was a struggle. And when we, and honestly, if I weren't a pastor and, and it wasn't like, oh my God, well, how can I preach stewardship if I'm not, if I'm, how can I not do it if I'm not practicing what I preach? I, I don't know that we would be tithing. Um, but this is, what, the interesting thing is what we discovered or what I've, I'll speak for myself, not, not family-wise, is that when we began tithing, we began to see the ways in which God had blessed us that, that we really weren't as in tune to and prior, mm-hmm. um, which was, was not our intention. I'm perfectly honest. I, we began tithing so that, um, so that I could more comfortably, <laughs> for me, more comfortably preach stewardship, um, sort of the practice what you preach mm-hmm. thing. Um, otherwise, I just felt well, I can't really... I can't compel someone else to do this if, um, well, yeah, well, you should, but I, I can't do that. Um, it's just, yeah, I thought that was hollow. Well, and I always find kind of one of the interesting things is um, money becomes a means of control um, from the standpoint of, I mean, there are lots of ways that, that money is, is used for control, but in, in the context of the church, a lot of times it's a, well, if the church isn't doing something that I ho- 100% agree with, I'm going to withhold my money. Yeah. Um, and I found a very interesting, I was uh, reading Mark Allen Powell's Giving to God. And he makes, Great book. Yeah. Great book. Yeah, it's a very good book. And he, he makes some, a point in there. You know, stewardship can kind of be dry reading sometimes. But he made something that really stuck with me and just was kind of that image. And what he pointed out was, he said, you know, when the ancient Israelites had to offer up their sacrifice to God, they burned it up. Yeah. What was, quote, done with it was not a concern. It was, no, this is being given up to God. It went up in smoke. So, you know, think about how today we would handle, hey, you just threw a hundred bucks on the altar. Let's light it on fire. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, people would... Um... But that's what yeah, people would flip. But that's yeah. what people did. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, how much was a goat or a, a you know a, a sheep or a lamb or whatever an oxen yeah. worth to them? Yeah. And they literally took it, butchered it. Now, granted, they got to eat some of it, so at least they got a little benefit. But <laughs> but the whole purpose was that it was it was to be the whole thing was to be yeah. given over to God. So Pastor Rebecca, to clarify, is not saying that we as the church should be burning no. and, and blowing through resources. No, 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 and no, I know no, that's no, not no. what you're saying. That's, that's not what I'm saying. Know, what I'm saying is, yes. is when you're trying to, to then take what you're giving as an offering and say, oh, well, but I don't like what's being done with the 
You know, right. I, I don't like the fact that... I don't like that you're church... picking red carpet instead of gray carpet. Right. So I'm not going to give to um, that. I, I, I didn't like, the, I didn't like the, the choice you made for an altar. Um, I yeah. didn't like the, you know, the right. this the, thing the or that The paint color, because we fight about things like that. Yeah, when you're fighting about those kinds of things. And so you withhold your money. And you're like, well, I'm, I'll show them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to give my money to them. And... That then becomes, okay, well, but what ministries now are you harming because you didn't like the color of the carpet? Yep. So real, so real life, ex- so backtrack a second, but shout out to uh, Mark Vitalis Huffman, who was one of my professors in seminary, who would always say, ah, oh, that Mark Allen Powell, another good book. <laughs> I hate that guy. And he said it, <laughs> he said it in jest. Um, they're actually really good friends. But he's like, oh, that guy always writes good books. Um, and, th- and that stewardship book is a, re- is a really good piece by him. So I, I, I do recommend it. Um, yeah. So we were talking a second ago. What were you mentioning a second ago? I lost my um, head. I was talking about using money as a means of control. Yes. Yes. It, which, which takes you back. You know, people say, oh, well, I don't want anybody to know how much I give because if, you, if I give, I don't want someone getting preferential treatment. Mm. Um, if I give more, if, if someone gives more money, then they get preferential treatment. And my experience has been, you know, um, typically the people who give the least amount of money provide, to have the least amount of resources tend to need more pastoral care. Yes. Um, so it actually many times works in the inverse, where it's not the person that's giving the most money gets the most attention, it's the person that often doesn't have the resources that requires more, more pastoral attention. Mm-hmm. Um, which, so that kind of blows that whole theory out of the water. Well, if people know that I, that I give this much or they're going to give, if they know that they give that much, they're going to get preferential yeah, treatment. I'll, I'll, rush, I'll rush to that person's side in the hospital because I know they give X amount. I won't rush to this person's side because psh, they don't ever give anything. Right, right, because you have time to check the bank account when the phone, or check the uh, offering report yeah, when, when, when the phone rings and says, hey, um, so-and-so just had a heart attack or so-and-so just passed away. Oh, well, I'm sorry, you didn't give very much to the church this, so far this year, so I'm not going to be able to come. That, that's, please. And honestly, if, that's, if that is what you're doing, um, if you're a pastor and you're looking at that, please just give up your call. Yeah. Just, just resign your call and, yeah. and go that, into something else. That's because, called pastoral malpractice. Yeah, because it ain't ministry. Um, <laughs> that's pastoral malpractice. Yeah, yeah it, it, it ain't ministry. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and and we're, so we're kind of focusing, obviously, on the, on the financial part um, of tithing. But I wish, I wish we could develop a matrix um, which you could sort of swap, t- put, a, put a dollar value on time given and dedicated to the church in terms of money as well. So a, a story, we have um, someone who was backdating checks or postdating checks because they, didn't, they wanted to give to the church, but they, but they, they, were, they were not in good financial shape. Um, and our counters came to me and said, can you please talk to this person? Because we're going to miss this, and they're going to get a bank fee for more than they paid for the check, and then they're really going to be in financial trouble, and it's just not. Mm-hmm. So I, I talked to this person. I said, you know, please, please don't. I, but, and, and the response was, well, I really, I just, I want to give. When the play comes by, I want to give. And I said, but you do give. You know, every time there was a, a, a Bible study, a work day, a, mm-hmm. you name it, this person was there. I said, I wish that we could create some kind of, of scale that says, okay, so you gave $5, 
but you gave 500 hours as opposed to you gave, you know, $500 and five minutes. You know, a year or two ago, we actually had uh, a lot of our volunteers track their hours to see yeah. how many hours they were they were putting in. And we were able to kind of put, you know, and it was, yeah. and I think the people who were volunteering were shocked to find out how much time they were actually spending and what that time and, and energy is worth. Because the reality is it, it is it is worth something. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have we're blessed with with very generous people, not just financially, but with their time as well. Mm -hmm. And it takes that. It takes people, you know, giving their time. Um, I would not be able to do to what I'm doing this Good Friday uh, if it were not for uh, people giving up their Monday evenings. Yeah, Holy Holy Week plug. Monday, Thursday, Good Friday dramas being put together um, by volunteers yeah. and and with uh, minimal acting theater experience to put it mildly yeah um, but still it, it's the, the people that are just giving of their time giving of their uh, because I know a lot of people could just say um, I'd rather just sit and enjoy it Yep. And, not, and not have to, to be the person and be stressed out and, and that kind of stuff. Which I'm not going to lie. I would love to be able to sit and enjoy it because it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, I would love to be able to do that. And I, I totally get that. But think about then that the people who have said, you know, the only way that other people can enjoy it is if, yes. other, if someone steps up and right. actually helps right. put this together and helps um, be the people that are up uh, putting this on and uh, making it an experience, a, a worshipful experience, a, a moving emotional experience for people, and which I sincerely hope it will be. Oh, I, it, it will be. And it's just the amount of hours that have been put in, and not just from the people that, that show up on the Mondays to do the acting, but um, several of us have to, to do some singing, and we have to find time throughout our week to do several extra hours yeah. of that practice. Yeah, I ain't singing. Yeah, well, not everybody's a singer, and that's okay. Uh, and we're putting in that extra, you know, above and beyond, where it's like, okay, well, maybe we need to meet on Saturdays, and right. we need to meet after uh, after worship on, on Sunday, or we need to meet before regular practice on Monday, so we're here at 4 instead of... An, and our practices go from you know, 5.30 in the um, evening until eight? like 8, 8.30, yeah. because I know it was at least 8.30 when I got home <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this last Monday. So, yeah, I mean, this is, the, people are, are putting tons of, of, of time and energy, and that's, and that is worth a lot. Yeah. It truly yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the reality is things like, things like Monday, Thursday, and Good mm -hmm. Friday would not happen in this way. Yeah. Um, the rummage sale that that yep. uh, our faith fun and fellowship was putting together. We've got a, a spring fling coming up uh, the weekend after. We need people that are going to help make that happen. It's like in order to make these things happen for the larger, we need yep. others to step it up. It, take, it takes human capital. It takes yep. people to actually make those things happen. It finances as well. Um, stewardship is absolutely a finance piece. Stewardship mm -hmm. is absolutely um, a time piece and it's also using those gifts. So um, I, I, I may get slapped saying this, 
Um, but Pastor Rebecca uh, put some lyrics to, to, uh, together for one of the pieces for Good Friday, and, and Brittany um, put together her musical gifts. And, it, and without, it, 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 so it's beautiful hearing it for the first time this week, seeing two people in, in the congregation, you know, Pastor Rebecca and, and Brittany, collaborate and use both of their gifts and have something come together and go, oh. Yeah, I don't write music. Wow. But the lyrics are beautiful, and, and yeah. Brittany did an amazing job putting the music to it. And, well, she can sing, so, I mean, I think Brittany yeah. could seriously, she could, like, sing the back, the ingredients to a can of paint, and it would sound beautiful. <laughs> it would sound beautiful, um, so, yeah, let's not so put what, too much stock in the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, but, I mean, the lyrics are powerful, and it, and it, goes, with, it goes with the piece. And, you know, you, you have other people that are using their, and it's like, wow, you have talent. And I've said this since the day I got here, um, I'm blessed to, uh, I'm blessed and I know that you feel the same way, to, to work with talented people. And that's not just staff. I mean, that's, that's members as well. And you have all of these different gifts and talents and they come together and when and something comes, you know, to form, it's like, wow, it's really powerful. Well, um, and, and, you know, and even the people who, I mean, we've got, of course, it's Good Friday, which means there's an angry crowd, and I have people who are, quote, my crowd people. And I'm sure when they first thought about, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm just a crowd person. I'm like, yeah, but this can't happen without them. They're, they're instrumental in, so no, maybe you don't sing, you, you know, you aren't singing, maybe you're not having to memorize a ton of lines, but without their presence and being part of it, it it would not make it the same kind of sure. piece. It, it just sure. you, you you need the the those people, and they're doing a fabulous job. And um, I'm yeah I'm and, I'm it's, and it's a show of all ages. We have we have youth involved in crowd. Um, we so so we should also point out um, you know from a gender standpoint. Yes. Most of the cast in scripture is male. Yes. It, you know, we ha- you have Mary and Mary. I mean, that's and a servant girl. Yep. I mean, that that's kind of that's kind of it. But we have we have youth. We have you know female disciples. So yeah, our Monday Thursday is going to be heavily female discipleship. Yep. Um, which is honestly representative of the church. Yeah. To be quite honest. Correct. And that's and that's the you know the thing is that we get we get far more women that step up and volunteer uh, than we, we typically do um, men for whatever reason. Come on, men. Yeah, I know. It's, we got to represent here. But, you know, if I have a go-to thing, I know that, that you know, the women will, yep. women will step up. And that was the thing, you know, even with the crappy. I said, here's the one thing, though, I don't want to happen with my crowd people. I said, I don't want a bunch of angry, screaming women at Jesus. Nobody wants a bunch of angry, screaming women. No. <laughs> and I was like, I got to find some. So <laughs> there were a couple of guys who were willing to step up and be, be that. So yes. I, yes. I thank them wholeheartedly for joining in so that um, we, we, we don't have that bad optic. <laughs> and he, and here, here's the reality to, to, to sort of circle back to the giving piece. And I think it's true whether you're talking about money, whether you're talking about time, or whether you're talking about talent. When you give it, it feels good. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you, when you, see, when you see the fruits of, what you, of, of your labors, whether that be financial, or, and you see the product and you go, wow, because of those talents, because of those gifts, this is the end result. And you see people's reaction. And I, you know, the first time, I, I, I guarantee you, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty certain that 
Thursday and Friday will be a teary experience for me because it's so powerful, it's so emotional, and you know what the whole, as, as Christians, we know what, what, what it's leading up to, and we know the significance of, of, of the cross and the Easter story and, and, and the empty tomb. We know the significance of that, but we, off, we so, so, so often forget what led up to it and how powerful and dramatic and, and, the level and of, heart-wrenching it was. And, and the level of betrayal. Well, I'm Judas, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but, but seriously, though, the, the, the level of... Let me rephrase. I'm Judas. I'm playing Judas. You're playing Judas. Yeah, let yes. me... Yeah, I wanted to well, clarify that. Well, but at the that. same time, aren't we all a little bit... At least we're, we're Peter. I mean... Yeah. You know, when, when push comes to shove, um, you, you know, even his most stalwart people Put were, that... Just stuff that faith in your pocket so nobody can see it when it gets... Yeah, yep, yep, nope, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know anything about that. And, and, and it's... Yeah, that, the reality that he was, you know, the cl- people that were closest to him abandoned him. Yeah. And, I, and, and it's powerful. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely powerful. Um, and th- not, you know, if you've read scripture, you know the story and you know some of the, you know some of the phrasing in it. But I think the thing that, that you've done really well in putting this together is, is hitting on the nerve of those of those pieces, um, and again, don't want to give it away. I, I highly, highly, highly encourage people, if it if at all possible, um, to block out Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at seven o'clock yeah. p.m. Um, so our Saturday night service, I think, is going to be really nice as well. Yeah. It's not going to be a reenactment or anything because Jesus is in the grave. Yep. Um, but it is going to be very powerful, I believe. Um, meditative service uh, with some candle lighting and um, prayer and uh, and just that that reminder of that that moment of where for at least the disciples and the people that were were living that were that was for them the end of the road it was over it it was over despair yeah and and to feel that kind of wow you know that 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 level of Oh, now what do we do? Yeah. Before the beauty of Easter morning. It was a thud. Yeah. It was it was one of those it was a thud yep. moment. You just yep. you hit rock bottom and you go, Oh. And so actual mourning and, and continuing that 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 sense of we are still mourning Jesus in the tomb. Yeah. Um, before we celebrate the next morning. It's get, getting a little off track with stewardship. Yeah, but I, I think you know, the reality is like like we said, it it, it takes it takes the talents of people, and that's mm-hmm. absolutely part of stewardship, and the time of people to put it together in order for it to be what it's, in order to represent the powerful, powerful moment that it that it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I I think that that will come across, and then I think for me, I we did it, we did some Holy Week stuff and attended some Holy Week stuff here and there, but. I, when you really, really get into it and dig into it, when you, when you go through the whole week together, it makes Easter more powerful. So you get, mm-hmm. so my anticipation is that this Sunday being Palm Sunday, it'll be an elevated number of people. Our, our numbers will be elevated. Our attendance numbers will be elevated a little bit. And Easter, of course, will be will be elevated because yeah, because yeah, people come on Easter. But it always it always I don't want to say hurts. But and I, don't, and I don't want to go full disappointment, because I, I just know how powerful it is to go through the whole week, and then Easter 
have it be that that powerful moment that Easter is, was, is, and and should be for eternity. Um, but I think it it puts it in a greater context when you wade through Maundy Thursday and the stripping of the altar and the betrayal and and just the brutality of 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 the week. Um, I think it's I think it puts Easter in in that much of a greater light um, and. It's allowed me to celebrate it more, mm-hmm. um, and it's about inve- it's about being invested. I, I think ah. that's part of what we're talking about with with stewardship as well. Is the more invested you are, the more involved you are, the more your spiritual life grows. Yeah, and you find the people who wind up being the quote the tithers are the people who are invested. It's the people who are involved and the people whose spirituality continues to grow because they they're they're all in. Yep. And I know that has been a part of my life of of, of being all in is it's yeah and and it continues you know it's not like oh I'm all in I'm done it, it, it it's a there there doesn't ever seem to be a pinnacle of oh you've done enough you know yeah and <laughs> and, and that investment that that idea of investment is is really powerful um, because of what comes out the other end. So use a different, a non-church example. So Pastor Rebecca is all in on Weight Watchers. She's a Weight Watchers junkie right now. Um, I, I tell people I have my Weight Watchers cult. She does. She does. <laughs> and it is, it is strong. And I now know like how many points different meals are. And I am not doing Weight Watchers. Uh, Pastor Rebecca is heavily invested in Weight Watchers. And you've Weight lost, Evangelist. right? And you've lost thirty pounds, like thirty pounds mm-hmm. since. Since, well, okay, I've lost twenty pounds since January. And that's when you started Weight Watchers. Uh, yeah. And so, so I am, I am not a Weight Watchers disciple. I am a Weight Watchers on the fringe guy, um, and that means that Pastor Rebecca will say, "Hey, I'm making this recipe. It's four points." but I don't want to eat it for three weeks. Can I bring some for lunch? Will you eat it? So I'm a Weight Watchers sort of... By de facto. By de facto, only in the office. <laughs> so Rebecca, since January, has lost 30 pounds, and I'm all over the place. And I was like, oh, I I, I've lost like five pounds. And then, you know, some cookies show up in the office, and I eat <laughs> a half dozen of them. And then I go, oh, well, that weight I lost, now I'm kind of back to where I started. <laughs> and it, it's back to the investment. So... Rebecca is investing in that in the Weight Watchers thing and seeing the the benefits. Me, I ain't really invested in the Weight Watchers things and I ain't seeing the benefits. Same thing with the church. When you same thing with anything. When you invest your time and your energy and engage in it, you come out stronger. Um, and I, I I've said this multiple times. I believe faith is a muscle like anything else. And the more you exercise it, and the more you strengthen it, and the more you tend to it, the stronger your faith is going to be. And I think that. Stewardship is one of those ways that we can measure that, not just your giving of, of money, but giving of your time and giving of your talent. And, you know, I would say our, our, our strongest disciples are, are, are people that, that are stalwarts of faith, um, are not the people that, that are here once every four to six weeks. I mean, that's not to say that you can't, be, you can't have, you have, have a relationship and if you're not a regular attender, but it's like going to the gym. Um, mm-hmm. If you go to the gym once every four to six weeks, you're probably not in very you're yeah, not in as good a shape as the person who goes and tends to their 
their fitness on a regular basis. And I think you know, your spiritual fitness... Your faith is a muscle. Yeah, your spiritual fitness needs to be tended to. Um, and, and ways to do that is, is through that lens of stewardship, your time, your talent. And, and, and there is that, we want, we want a discount, but there is that financial piece. Um, and uh, the financial piece usually is a reflection of. Correct. It's kind of like, every, it's like your works don't save you. Your nope. works are a reflection of yeah. the faith you have in that salvation. I had, we had a member um, at, a, at my previous congregation that when talking about stewardship, she said, I've, we've, we've never asked ourselves how much we dare to give. We've always asked ourselves how much we dare to keep because we know that God, gave, God provided all of this stuff for us. It was always a how much do we dare to keep. Um, and I, I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. And I, I, I can't say that I'm necessarily there. Um, I, I think you know, we try to be generous you know, as a family um, within limitations, budget limitations. We still got kids to feed and, and, and everything else. So you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I, I do think that, you know, that that stewardship piece and that investment in your, in your faith um, will pay dividends. Not prosperity, not prosperity no. gospel. Um, not come to church more and... and it's not going to be you're going to get a Cadillac because you gave money to the church. You're going to get a different sense of fulfillment and community. That's what you gain from it. From I certainly that standpoint. hope so. Um, it isn't that, that the material things in life are going to suddenly appear for you. Um, it, it has much more to do with where your, your emotional and your spiritual well-being so here's my post-Lenten challenge. We usually do these kinds of things at the beginning of Lent. Mm-hmm. We're going to reverse. We'll do it at the end of Lent. Um, to invest. invest. Invest invest in your faith. Um, and be intentional about it. You know, sit down and, and look. Say, okay, so this is what I give. And, and be intentional. Pick a percent. Say, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to hit that. I want to give 2%. Or I want to give 3%. And, and be intentional. Um, I want to I make, make a commitment that, you know, I, I want to atten- attend church you know, three times a month and not two, or four times and not three, or once and not zero, <laughs> you know, whatever that case may be, and make that investment, and, and I, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to, to bet that you will, see, you will see fruit from that investment. All right. Well, that's all we have for today on that topic, so thank you for joining us with the Cracked Pots again. If you want to email us, at ipccrackedpots at gmail.com. And we will, not, we will not be talking to you next week during Holy Week. Correct. But we absolutely, absolutely hope to see you and invite you to Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday at 7 o'clock p.m. And then Easter worship sunrise service at 6.51, Easter breakfast at 8 o'clock, uh, Easter worship at 9.30 and 11.15. So we hope to see you next week. Yeah, yeah. Pa- Pastor Rebecca is going to be in frazzle mode and therefore there will be no podcast. Say your so, prayers. Yes, we appreciate all your prayers. Thank you and we'll see you after Easter. Easter.